0: Take your Bibles and turn, please, to the book of Luke. You know, I really like this tradition that we have of standing for the reading of the Word. I really do. I was in some great churches in the lower 48, and um, I don't know, maybe it's... Maybe I'm just getting old school or something, but there's just, you know, my, my dad taught me, my mom taught me when a, a woman enters the room, you stand up and, uh, you know, they come back to the table and you stand up. You say, well, that's, that's gone. I don't think chivalry is dead. I do believe in honor. We try to create a culture of honor. And so we stand when we read the word as a way of honoring the Lord and as a way of honoring His Word. Amen. Luke chapter 18. Go all the way to a very famous passage of Scripture down there, starting in verse 37. Now I'm going to take it from verse 35. Are you ready? New international version tonight. Here we go. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Would you say that with me? Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And all the people saw it, they also praised God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've done already in this service and for this powerful day of ministry this morning. Lord, not only here, but in Eagle River. Not only Eagle River, God, but in King Salmon and Knack-Knack. And Lord, and... uh, the different outreaches that we have there, Pioneer, th- thank you, thank you for what you did. Primrose, Lord, thank you for pouring out your spirit there. Lord, all over our state, all over our nation, all over the world, God, as you used your word and moved, flowed through the body of Christ on this beautiful day, now we ask, Holy Spirit, come, quicken us, move in power. We'll be sure to give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How many of you know that old song, Jesus is Passing This Way? I was going to ask Pastor Alex to sing it, but do you know it? Minister Micah, where's Minister Micah? Are you in the room, Minister Micah? Where's your hand? Becky, do you know it? But I think you could probably sing it, though, huh, Becky? Because if you start singing it, I can sing it with you. Seeing this, way. just go, just jump off a cliff. Jesus is. Do you know it? Who knows it? You know, I can't read this text of scripture without having that song get through my heart, but I, I just can't quite get it. Jesus is passing this way today. The song goes on to sing. And there's many songs like that. It talks about Jesus passing this way. Let me ask you this question. It's right in your notes. And if you don't have notes, uh, go ahead and make the ushers aware of that. Brother Barry Haggerty, do you know the song? Well, hallelujah, praise God, all us older people trying to figure out a hymn. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at your notes, what should you do? I said, what should you do when Jesus passes by? Now, I didn't say, what would you do if Jesus passes by? I said, what should you do when Jesus passes by? You see, because if we believe the Word of God, and of course we do, we're not preaching from the Encyclopedia Britannica or the newspaper today. Somebody say, praise the Lord. And we believe that God is in our midst by His Spirit. Wherever two or three are gathered, there He is. So really, when we gather together as His people, we believe He's there in our midst. We believe that Jesus is here by His Spirit. He's passing by today, tonight, for you, for me. So what should you do if Jesus is passing by? Well, He is. What should you do? He's passing by. We should do exactly what this blind beggar did. He, he called out to Jesus. He called out to Jesus. If you look through the Old Testament, you read uh, Judges, you'll see when they began to call on the Lord. In fact, the first reference to prayer in the book of Genesis, that when men began to call on the name of the Lord, it's, it's a picture of prayer. and. He calls out to Jesus. Here's a blind man who never saw a miracle that we know of, but he certainly heard about it. The text talks about that. And he calls out to Jesus. His calling out showed that he believed that Jesus is the Messiah. You say, well, how do you know that? Because it's the way that he called out. He didn't just say, hey, yo, help. He called out a specific way. And perhaps he knew Isaiah 35. It talks about the blind will see, the lame will walk. And the, desert, the desert will be made a wilderness. Perhaps he knew that scripture, but he calls out. He only heard about the things that were happening through the ministry of Jesus. You know why? Because people were witnessing. People were sharing their faith. People were testifying about what Jesus has done, how he healed the sick, he cleansed the leper. And here he is blind, on the road to Jericho. And he cries out, Jesus, Son of David. Now, when he cries out, Jesus, Son of David, it is none other, it can be confused with nothing else than his understanding of him being the Messiah. So really, in, which is amazing because even his disciples didn't know who he was. Even his disciples didn't believe that he was the Messiah. They didn't have it figured out. But here's a blind man who says, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And it's a a call that not only called for mercy, but it's a call that really affirmed his salvation in that moment. He cried for mercy. He had an understanding that the true nature of God is not that he wants to beat you up. God God doesn't want to bash you. God doesn't want to smash you. He's a God of mercy. He wants you to be conformed to His image. He He want, into His image, into His likeness. He's working to help you, to strengthen you, to heal you. Everything God does, sometimes it feels like this willow switch on your backside. But everything He does is to conform you to His image and likeness. He's working things out. It, in your life it might be difficult right now but come on wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy and those whom the lord loves he does chastise right. and i'll just tell you if you haven't been corrected by the lord today you got to ask yourself maybe your relationship with him is a little off he'll always say ah, ah, ah. pick up the paper you'd be a little nicer you were a little rude he's he's conscious He's loving not in a condemning way you know, the enemy will whisper to you and try to ram it down your throat and tell you what a jerk you are. It's not the way the Lord is. Amen. He cried out for mercy. Gosh, this blind man who only heard about Jesus cries out for mercy. It reminds me of us. Because we haven't really seen him in the flesh. Oh, well, maybe you have. Maybe you've had an open vision and he's come and touched you. I don't doubt that. But most people haven't seen him like that. Most people haven't seen him like that. Most people are like the blind man that believes, that, that are believers. There are those that say, unless I see, I won't believe. Wow. Come on, we should not be like that. We should be like this guy. He persevered in crying out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Listen, a religious spirit, let me, let me say this. A religious spirit will always try to get you to shut up. Yeah. Wow. Be quiet. Don't make too much noise. Behave yourself. Sit down in your seat. God forbid you would run around the church or something. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. You know, when your hunger and your desperation, when it's sincere before the Lord, it might cause you to be doing some things that are a little bit radical, a little bit different. And he cried out, and yet in his crying out, in his crying out, he was rebuked by, the, by those who were leading the crowd. He's rebuked by the disciples. They said, shush, be quiet. Don't, don't make so much noise. Stop it. And yet he cries out all the more. He cries out, Jesus son of David, have mercy on me. Come on, somebody say, you got to persevere. Gotta persevere. My, uh, my nephew, I was on a FaceTime. How many of you know what that is? I was on a FaceTime call with him and and my brother and my nephew is in a Bible college in uh, Joshua Tree National Park there in California. And uh, he's at this Bible college and the pastor, uh, the senior pastor was leading a class and he was telling him, you've got to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You've got to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in tongues. You need the gift of tongues. You, you need that. Amen. And so he said, but I don't have it. He said, well, you need to cry out for it. I'm thinking to myself as he shared this story, It had to remind him of, of his uncle, that's me. I told him, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You can just live your life, you know, white knuckling it, hoping that you're going to make it. You can walk in power, you can walk in authority. And so he, he began to cry out and his pastor laid hands on him and he prayed for him and he said, just nothing happened. So he went back to his room so frustrated and thinking like when am I going to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, when is that going to happen to me and so he lifted his hands in his room and he began to lift his voice and what he said is they've been learning Hebrew and so he started to speak some Hebrew phrases you know and I don't know what ones those were but he started to speak some Hebrew phrases and the power of God hit him and he began to pray in an unknown language from heaven, it's oh, called yeah. tongues And he said, my whole life's changed. Now, this is somebody who's been in the church. He's 27. He's raised in the church his whole life. His whole life he's been, I mean, I'm talking church three and four times a week. Small groups, youth groups, all that. All his formative years growing up went into the Coast Guard. So now at 27 years old, he's out of the Coast Guard. And he needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He feels that God has spoken to him to be a pastor. I know it's true. And his pastor tells him, dude, you need the Holy Ghost. And he's thinking to himself, man, I've tried that before. You've got to persevere in the things of God. Don't let up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Persevere. Persevere. Come on, just because you haven't had it happen yet doesn't mean it's not the will of God. I know people that try to change their theology based on their experience. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Who made you, God, going to change the word? Get all the curses of the word. Read the word, understand the word, and stand on it until, it until it manifests in your life. If you have a thought pattern, a way of thinking that's contrary to what the truth is, you got to change the way you think. You don't change the word or rip that section out. Come on. So he began to began to lift his, his voice in in Hebrew in these little phrases that he that he knows, and bam, fried chicken. He said, "I felt something come on my head. I felt something come on my my head." I'm like, yes, that's the Holy Spirit. I was so encouraged. It's just awesome. Bartimaeus persevered. He cried out even when he's rebuked. In fact, it's amazing if you do a study of those who in sincerity were crying out and their leaders rebuked them. I think of Hannah, not my daughter, the, for Samuel. Hannah's crying out in brokenness and bitterness because she's been provoked for all these years and she still doesn't have a child. And she's crying out and the senior pastor, Eli comes, the high priest comes and says, you're drunk, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And she says, I'm not drunk, I'm weeping in bitterness of soul, I need a baby. And he says, oh wow. Wow. Okay, may God grant to you. And boom, she becomes pregnant and brings forth Samuel, who's raised in the house of the Lord, one of the greatest prophets. Amen. Bartimaeus, this, this blind man, he, he, he cried out, he persevered. Are you persevering? Or do you quit already? And Jesus brought him near. He calls him and he comes near to Jesus. And this moment of faith comes when Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? That is a phrase that we've been taught over the many years of being uh, in ministry with Dr. Morocco, and we've taught those who we've mentored and discipled. That's some, a phrase that you'll hear commonly around here. It comes from this text and others. It's eliciting faith from the person who's being prayed for. I mean, you think it would be obvious. Here's a here's man, and he's, he comes to Jesus. It's obvious he can't see. It's obvious he's blind. So you would think that Jesus would be like, oh, you want your sight. Well, it's an obvious thing. Here's a blind man and Jesus doesn't, doesn't just go and heal him. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Everybody say that. What do you want me to do for you? Let me ask you this question to elicit faith in your own life tonight. What do you want God to do for you? What are you asking him to do? Is there a healing that you need? Is there breakthrough that you need? Is there financial provision that you need? What do you want Jesus to do for you? So often we rely and li- lean on the loving sovereignty of God. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm so thankful that even though I didn't have any persevere in me left, even though I didn't know that God came and swooped down and set me free and touched me and healed me and provided for me, I didn't even know enough to cry out even while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us so grateful that his, in his loving sovereignty he comes and touches us. But when you begin to grow up, when you begin to mature, you've got to learn to put your faith to it and persevere and decree and declare and proclaim and ask. Many of you don't have because you do not ask. The Bible says that. And it says and when you ask, you ask amiss. That means with wrong motive. The blind man is blind and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And the Lord would say to you tonight, what do you want me to do for you? That's a phenomenal question. And Jesus says, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. I don't really like that so much because it puts some responsibility on me. Now there's been much abuse in Christendom over the centuries of mocking people and, and haranguing people because they don't have faith. Don't you ever let anybody say anything to you about you not having faith and that's why you're still sick. That's just a nightmare. But at the same time, challenge yourself to grow in your faith. Don't you ever say that to anybody. It's your lack of faith that the reason they died. Shut up. Go back to the pharisaical hole you crawled out of. Whatever a pharisaical hole is, I'm not sure. Gosh, that sounds pretty strong, Pastor. Yeah, well. But at the same time, allow the Lord to search your heart. Allow the Lord to examine you. He knows you're rising up. He knows you're setting down. And if you find yourself in a place that, yeah, I'm filled with doubt, then drive doubt out of your life. Get the Word of God. Listen to testimonies. Listen to preaching. Listen to the Word of God. Read, read about the stories of old and of new and let your faith begin to be built that God can heal you. God can provide for you. God can move the mountain. Let the doubt be driven out. Come on, as far as it depends on you, where's your faith at? According to your faith. We don't like that. According to my faith? According to your faith may it be done unto you. I'm just so thankful that that's not all the story because Jesus has done so much for us when we didn't have any faith. But it does put responsibility on us. There is not the sole responsibility, but you must grab your 100% of whatever percentage that is. Do you understand? Where's your faith at tonight? Your faith has healed you and instantly he's healed. There is instant healing and there's progressive healing and there's healing when you finally die and go to heaven. We contend, for, we contend for the instant 100% healing. But we know that while people go, on their way home, people are healed. I've been contending for a back problem that I have. And uh, I'm, the Lord's healing me. And I have these flash moments, like right now. I just wish I could preach all day, because when I'm preaching, I have no pain. It's supernatural. Amen. The Lord's healing my back. I don't have any major problem, but it's a, it's a, it's a my spasm in my back muscle that you know, during a normal part of the day, I've got to sit down. I don't have to sit down right now. In fact, I don't feel any pain at all. I feel no pain, yet I I had some prior to church. Or when I get out of church and I came into worship, man, I just got touched by the Lord. I haven't had pain since. Maybe it's not going to come back at all. In fact, right now in Jesus' name, heal my back. Back be healed. Back be healed. Back be healed in the name of Jesus. What do you want Jesus to do for you? What do you want Him to do for you? Instantly, he's healed and he follows Jesus. You know what's amazing to me? I, we had a, a real release of miracles in this church, and it always amazes me how people, people will get healed, but then they don't come to church anymore. I, don't, I can't figure that out. You think that somebody had a great miracle, then they'll like instantly grow and be a part of following after the Lord. And you know, sometimes, I don't know. I don't know why that is that we can just get touched by the Lord and then that not move us to the next place of obedience and serving him, but it's true. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You've seen people, God did the, did the miracle for real, and then they just don't still don't serve the Lord. Amen. I don't really understand that, but this 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 blind man is instantly healed and he follows Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord's speaking to us. Amen. We're gonna pray for the sick tonight. Pastor Alex, would you come on? Didn't preach long to you. We're going to pray for people to get healed. There's a lot of miracles that are needed tonight. You have to wait for the next guest to come through. Jesus is passing this way. I said Jesus is passing this way. Who do you see Jesus to be? In application, God speaking to us. Who do you see him to be? And who is Jesus to you? Is he a cute little baby in a manger? You see, the crucified Christ that's still on the cross, as in some denominations, where we sit there and woe and feel sorry for ourselves and condemn ourselves for our sin. My mama tells me a story, I can only, now that I'm a parent now for a number of years, I can't imagine being a parent and having this happen, but we walked into a Catholic church, big Catholic church. I think I was five or six years old and I screamed out over all the, the, the hush. Jump, Jesus, they're trying to kill you. <laughs> jump, jump, Jesus. Oh. I did some crazy stuff when I was a kid. I went for communion, you know, as a Catholic, I was raised as a Catholic, went for a communion. And that's when you stuck your tongue out. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, and the, the priest didn't have any gloves or anything. He just yeah. dipped in, took the wafer, and put it on there. And uh, they didn't wipe the cup or not. Oh, maybe they wiped the cup, too, and then they did. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like hepatitis C now. You wouldn't be doing that. Praise wow. God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> I was up front, kneeling next to my mom in the front, and he serves my mom, and he looks at me, and I, I guess I, I said, I want it, and I need it. Like, he gave it to me anyway. He didn't give me the wine though, praise the Lord. I'm... Look, who do you see Jesus to be? Who is Jesus to you? Who is he? You gotta convince yourself of his deity. You gotta convince yourself that he really is the Messiah. You gotta convince yourself of the goodness of God. If you have a distorted picture of who God is, then you will be distorted in your walk. If you have a distorted, unbiblical, an unbiblical view of who God is, is a distorted view. If your view of who jesus is of who the father is of who the holy spirit is the triune god if your view of him is distorted then you will be distorted Amen. who do you see jesus is don't don't miss your moment there are moments that come in our lives where god will release healing miracle breakthrough power that's greater than in other moments although i will say you can make your own moment. <laughs> let me let me say that again. Yeah, I said you can make your own moment. And if you if you know the story of the the wedding in Cana, right? I many of even you know the story of wedding in Cana in, in in the book of John. So they're at this they're at this wedding and they run out of wine, and Mary comes and says says they're out of wine, and Jesus says it's not my time, woman. And it wasn't a disrespectful term. And he says woman. And he it says, it's not my time, but I, you know, this is not it, it's not my time. Then she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And so you can imagine these servants are looking at Jesus and they're like, Jesus says, oh, well, let's get these six stone water pots and go fill them full of water and bring them to the master of the ceremony there. So they go and do that. So what wasn't his time, they bring that water that was then turned to wine, which was a very risky thing. Can you imagine bringing all this w- water that you're hoping is going to turn? Because otherwise, I mean, as a servant, you could get in some big trouble bringing some, vet- here's the wine, but it's water. You'd be seriously rebuked, maybe beaten. I mean, I don't know. What wasn't Jesus' time became Jesus time when they waited on him and they looked for anticipation and so oftentimes we say well the spirit operates sovereignly as the spirit wills i've learned this the spirit's willing a whole bunch more than than we realize and the flesh is weak and if you'll put a demand on god put a demand on the anointing put a demand on his word come on he's passing by every moment of the day every hour that you need him he's passing by he's he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother he's as near as a word in your mouth come on. He's, he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. And though it might seem dark, He'll be right there like a burning shining lamp. He'll come through on the right. He'll come through on the left. He'll heal you. He'll set you free. He'll bring your miracle. And you don't want to miss your moment that you can create actually through your own faith. How desperate are you for Jesus? How desperate are you? How desperate are? you? Have you ever seen a man who's dying of thirst? You ever seen somebody who's dying of thirst? I have. I'm not sure they were dying, but maybe. Just very dehydrated to the point where they don't want to talk to you. They're looking for water. Water, water, water. Looking for water don't care about what's on the phone they don't care about what's playing for tv or who what's what's the latest snap or or instagram or they don't care who's playing you know in the first game of the nba they don't care about any of that they're like i need water i need some water i mean the number one thing on their mind is give me some water a desperate cry how desperate are you for god to change your life to change to change your circumstances how desperate are you When you're really desperate, you don't need an alarm clock to get you up for morning prayer. That I'll tell you. Yeah, that's right. When you're really desperate, you don't have to get anybody to call you to get you to come to church because you're there before the service opens. And when you're really desperate, you, you, you do whatever you can. You cry out. There's weeping. You know, desperate Christians are not cute Christians. America is filled with cute Christianity. I don't know what it's going to take for, for America to be made desperate again. But I do believe that God is going to bring circumstances, situations that cause America it's like a sleeping giant. I believe there's a group of believers a, a remnant that's going to rise. and pray. I don't know what it's going to take for us to do that. I hope nothing catastrophic. At 9-11 the churches were filled with people. Churches were filled with people. A month later, they're not so filled. We'll never forget. I think people forgot. How desperate are you for Jesus? And your desperation is a key for unlocking miracles for you. Jesus is passing this way. I'm going to pray for you tonight that God touches you. And in the final point here. Let us praise and follow Jesus. Come on, think about what he's done already. Let's praise and follow him and share your testimony. This blind man wouldn't have known anything if it had, somebody hadn't come and told him about the love of God. Let me ask you, when's the last time you led somebody to Jesus? When's the last time you prayed for somebody in public? When's the last time? When did that? When's the last time? You said, whenever. Well, I will tell you, there's no greater joy than leading people to Christ. There really is. There's really no greater joy. John, I got a text from you today. Come here. You lead people to Jesus all the time. Why do you do that? Why, just, just why do you why do you lead people to Christ? Because uh, of what God's done for me, and that person could be going through the same thing that I've been through. And God is good. <laughs> Amen. And what is it like to lead somebody to the Lord? <clears throat> It's, it's pretty good. I, I can't even explain it. It just, there's nothing like it. So what happened today? Is that today? It's today. Um, so today sorry, it's like up my nose. <laughs> I'm joking. No, um, today, uh, I work uh, with uh, young adolescents, and they had a church service. And after, after the church service, they didn't really get a chance to give their life to Christ. So I just took him aside you know where there's no cameras and um, just told him my testimony and I uh, led like over 20 females to Christ. So. That's not the first time I got that kind of text from you. You're leading 20 people to Jesus and boys well, well, young kids and young men 20 here, 20 there, 50 here. I mean it's a soul winner. And I will tell you that when you win souls he who wins souls is wise. And I know no other, put your hands together for our brother, amen. I know of no greater way to set yourself on fire than to lead people to Jesus. And yet, the average Christian doesn't share their faith because we don't want to be rejected. Nobody here wants to be rejected. I don't like being rejected either. But somebody cared enough about this blind man to tell him that there was this guy, his name was Jesus cared enough to tell him if you ever hear him walking by dude you better do something it's the Messiah can you imagine if all of us got deep down in the city of our soul a burning passion for the lost think about what he's done for you think about how he healed you you were lost and headed to hell and he reached across the gulf and he snatched you like a stick from the fire return to your first love And we're going to pray for people pray for people to be healed and pray for people to be filled with the Spirit. When God touches you, don't ever forget it. And go and share your faith. Share your faith with people. Invite them to church. Let's see how many people we can pack into this small little building. Let's see how many kids we can get to come. Kids, you're here. Invite your friends to Kids Church. Invite them to Pumpkin Patch. Use anything you can as an excuse to reach the blind of our community. Use Facebook. Use Instagram. Use everything. You know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of seeing pictures on Instagram and Facebook of just. I mean, what is that doing for anybody? How about do something or share a testimony instead of pursing your lips with all the gloss and looking like Come on smile at me, praise the Lord. I mean, I'm glad to see the giant fish that you caught and the historic pike that you pulled out and the, the large mouth bass that you caught. I mean, praise the Lord. But let's give, give praise to God Almighty. Let's use every means possible to invade the culture. Because there are blind people out there right now that are waiting to hear the good news. I'm telling you, God can heal you. You know, I didn't talk to John, but you guys have heard his testimony before. You were bus up, man. He got kicked out of counseling. We said, we can't help you. You're jacked. How encouraging is that? Not encouraging at all. When your counselor tells you, you're, you're incapable of being counseled. You're fired. Your counselor fires you. You're, you're, you're getting counseled. They don't counsel you anymore because thank God Jesus didn't fire you, did he? never will. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Praise God. Him who been forgiven much loves much. And the truth is that all of us have been forgiven much. If you get in touch with what he's done for you, you won't be able to stop yourself from sharing your faith. Come on, we're going to pray stand up on your feet all across this place Jesus is passing this way he's here right now he's here by his spirit he wants to touch you, wants to heal you wants to help you oh thank you Lord God thank you Jesus Holy Spirit Holy Spirit let your power come let your anointing be released what do you want Jesus to do for you Lord right now in your mighty name we stand the son of David the Messiah the great I am Emmanuel God with us Lord in Jesus name put a desperation on the inside of your people Lord it would push past the religious spirit that says be quiet we would cry out all the more, Holy Ghost Holy Ghost, come you need a miracle, quickly come out of your seat come to the front, quickly come quickly come quickly come, you need a miracle God's going to heal backs, lower backs middle back, neck problems going to heal you, going to help you any kind of vision problem skin disorders come on, come all the way up to the front the Holy Spirit's here Holy Ghost Holy Spirit, release your miracle, God. Release the miracle power of God right now in Jesus' name. Lord, touch. Do the miracle. Do it. Do the miracle, God. Do the miracle, Jesus. Do the miracles. Do the miracle. The miracle comes after the fast. Remember, breakthrough. Even now. Holy Spirit, do it. let your fire come let your power come open up your heart to a move of the spirit of God for years the enemy tried to put depression on you year after year depression would come and you would fight it and you never caved in But it's just kind of like you've been weary in past winters and weary at times of depression that try to come. The Lord says, I'm going to give you joy so supernatural it's going to well up deep from the inside of your belly. And I'm going to use you to spread my joy, says the Lord. And I'm going to use you to work miracles even in the lives of those that are around you i've connected you with some people that are in desperate situations and circumstances i see your faith i see your heart i'm not only going to do the miracle for you but i'm going to do it for them also through you as you share my hand is upon you says the lord depression will not come nigh you anymore i pray now in jesus name that foul assignment of the enemy. Lord, even a generational assignment. I command it to go. In Jesus' name. Release your power now. Heal her body now. Do miracles for her. Come on, Pastor Alex. Lead us. For Ministers head. go forth and pray for and lift my eyes from where my head is. cada la
1: bacanalada I belong to you by my king release your power to heal I trust in you healing more
0: more of your power your healing touch in the name of Jesus come on Jesus is passing this way right now Holy Ghost release your fire
1: It's perfect. fruit. Wow. Sickness can't stay any longer. Oh, your perfect tonight. love. Your perfect love is casting out me. Oh, come on, get it you down. Oh, the goodness. God. Is you are the God of all power. It is and your will. It is your will. It is your will that my life is free. Oh, sickness can't stay. Sickness, sickness can't stay.
0: casting out you are the God you are the God of all it is your will right now
1: be healed be free
0: Lord, we declare right now, everybody, everybody that's in need of a touch, the healing power of God, a loosing of the working of miracles right now. Loose the working of miracles, release healing. Lord, on the brokenhearted, release healing, release your blessing upon these. And may we know deep down. May we have faith to know that if we will position ourselves rightly, you're passing by every moment that we need. The truth is, you're not passing by at all. The kingdom of God is within us because you live on the inside of us. And where the king is, so is his kingdom. Be healed, be free. I've seen this two or three times just during the service. There is a destructive pattern that plays for a number of people here. It's like, it's like a skipping record. Uh, you don't might not know what a record is, so it's like a skipping CD. It's like a tape that just plays over and does it's like it's it's like on iTunes, whatever you put repeat. And it just plays the same pattern. After you get to the end, a little bit of time goes by, it play again. I call it a pattern of captivity. And there are numerous reasons for patterns of captivity that come to our lives. But you must learn to you must learn to destroy the tape. You must burn the 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 take it off repeat. You've gone through it enough and receive healing. And many times that the Taking it off of repeat is just getting a touch from the Lord and asking Him to just help you and to heal you and then be, being aware of the things in your soul that, that, that trigger these patterns and, and diffuse that bomb. Come on, get off the gerbil wheel. You know what, a, you know what anybody know what those little... You ever see the little wheel? Make sure we have an usher helping our brother there if he's trying to get up. Come on. That's all right. You can get up and walk anytime you want to in Jesus' name two strapping ushers either side of him and help him not by the arm by the arm under um, armpits right there thank you walk in jesus name amen be healed be healed be healed come on say it with they be healed in jesus name if you know if you're if i'm talking about you that 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 pattern That pattern that plays over and over. You want to take it off a repeat. You want to get rid of that. A destructive pattern of captivity. Then come to the front. Quickly come. Quickly. You know who you are. Quickly come. Quickly. Quickly come right here. Right to the front. Lift your hands. In Jesus' name. I break that hole. I break that hole. I speak even in the demonic assignment that would try to drag you back and drag you down and steal your life. In the name of Jesus, there's even like an assignment of a spirit of death that you've been overcoming. Thank God for praying, parents. And thank God for a heart that loves the Lord. Lord, break that thing tonight in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold. Loose your hold from Him. In Jesus' name right now we crush the tape we crush the tape we destroy the repeat never again will you play never again healed and whole say it with me healed and whole in the name of Jesus right now in the name of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus be healed Go! Listen to this. Listen, he's not been able to stand. These guys are just kind of—they're kind of there. All right, let them go a little bit. Let them go a little bit. You're all right. Let them go just a little bit. Come on, someone say thank you, Jesus. This one to jesus you're all right lord we we declare continued strength and healing to his legs to his body get him out of that wheelchair lord in jesus name amen now listen sometimes when you get your healing your muscles aren't quite there yet god can do that instantly too but i want to bring your wheelchair on back here you come on sit on down and you You keep exercising your faith. Come right behind his knees right there. Come on, come on, come on. All right, I think we're there. Are we there, John? All right, you can sit back. Sit down. All right, make these legs strong. You might end up being tired from that too, but he's not been able to stand at all. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. Jesus is passing this way. Won't you tell people? Won't you invite them? Invite people to church. Testify about what God's done for you. If you're just too scared to do that, like I was years ago, then get just one of these little pumpkin patch pamphlets. And get a little church card. And just invite them. Hallelujah. I told you how I used to start to witness. I'd pull next to people in my beat-up car. I'd put it in first gear with the clutch in. I'd have my windows down. And I'd say, excuse me, excuse me. And they'd look and I'd wait till right when the light was going green Jesus loves you what? I just take off that was my first witnessing I'd scream at them and burn rubber hey at least we were starting right and I became a soul winner you can be a soul winner God's raising up soul winners here Somebody told somebody told the blind man about the Messiah we were once blind but now we see we were lost but now we're found amazing grace how sweet the sound come on Come on, share your faith with people. Come on, I'm going to pray for you and the service will be done. Give an opportunity for people to get right with God. But let me just pray for you that God would put a burden, an evangelistic stirring on the inside of your heart. All of you people in school, all of you in your businesses, on Facebook. Come on, put, put, up, put up a post about the goodness of the God. Amen. Let's reach to people. Holy Spirit, I pray. That You would stir the gift of the evangelist on the inside of us, Lord. That You would give us a burden for souls. That we would reach to the blind, to the lost, to the hurting, the lame, the withered. We would tell them about the goodness of God. How He can heal and how He can restore. Invite them to church or lead them to Christ. God, that You would help us. Give us a burden. Come on, say that. Say, Lord, Lord, Give me a burden. Give me a burden for souls. Ask Him for that. You see, once your heart is wrecked for somebody, you won't be, you don't have to worry about the words. They're going to come and they'll see it sincere. It's not some little thing you have to do, your little 12-strap Christian program. It comes out of a burning heart to reach somebody how you've been reached because you love them. Because God loves them and He sends you. Come on, one more time, just lift your hands to the Lord and let the Holy Spirit touch you. Holy Spirit touch. Release your power. In Jesus' name, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition. Won't you give your heart to Jesus for the first time or in recommitment, if that's you. Just pray. We'll all pray together right out loud and say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me new. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen.